Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Now celebrating 17 years of broadcasting success, here's your host, Cyrus Webb. And welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again, whether you're tuning in on our community station at WYAD 94.1 FM, WYADonline.com, or through our friends around the world, thanks to iHeartRadio. We're glad you all could be with us as well. We've been sharing with you all a lot of survivor stories this month, individuals who have gone through different challenges, especially as we're saying goodbye to the month of October and welcoming in November. Of course, cancer is one of the things we've definitely been bringing attention to, not only the importance of early detection, but also treatment and those who are survivors as well. Our next guest definitely fits into that category. We're excited to welcome Valerie Hux-Kane to our program today. She's going to share with us not only about her own survival story, but also what it's been like for her to inspire people along the way, to let people know what's possible for them, and of course let you guys know how to stay connected with her as well. Ms. Kane, thank you so much for the time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, look, excited to be able to share a bit of your story with our audience. You know, one of the things that people will see, depending on when they're listening to us, Ms. Kane, is they'll see the, the, the big phrase that you have on your page is being blessed by God. You definitely are a survivor yourself. What has it been like for you to be able to share your own survival story with the rest of us? Sometimes it's challenging, but I don't mind sharing my story because I know that I'm encouraging somebody else that is not as strong as I am. And I want them to know, you know, regardless of the stage of cancer, there's always hope and you can't overcome whatever you're dealing with with breast. I mean, in all honesty, I don't supposed to be alive. And I know that I have favor over my life. I had stage three cancer. It was a very aggressive time. And I have had 19 surgeries. In five years, I've also had other health issues um, that came along with it. Um, I've had congestive heart failure. It um, affected my eyesight. It ate my bones up. Um, I wasn't able to go back to work. And not only that, all the medicines and stuff that you have to take, oh, my goodness. And it's not only a struggle while you're going. Struggle really begins after the effects of cancer because it damages your body so, so bad. So a lot of people think, okay, chemo is done. You know, she's through with her treatment. Oh, she's going to be fine. No, the struggle actually begins then. And, I mean, you have to fight even harder because your body will never be the same. When I say never, nothing is the same. Nothing from your memory, your bones, your teeth, your eyesight, your skin, your organs, sexuality, as far as, I mean, just you 
feeling stuff, everything. When I say everything changed, from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, everything changes. So don't think that your life is going to be the way it was before you were diagnosed with breast cancer. It's not. It will never be the same. But the good thing about it is God gives you another chance at life even after your life has been affected so bad. So you just have to make the best of it. You know, you, you can sit around and wallow in what God, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say that God took it because, like I said, I don't supposed to be here, and I know that I have favor over my life. Right. I know this. I know that I'm one of the chosen ones. So that's why it's a blessing and an honor for me to share my story with people and be open about it because it's hope in anything that you go through. Anything. And I'm not going to lie and tell you it's easy. You got to have that fight in you. Right. You got to fight from day one. You got to fight. You got to stay positive. You know, and you just got to take this thing head on. I want to talk to you about something you mentioned. um, Okay. And that is about mindset. Because I think a big part of it, I think, when we look at anything in life, even when we're dealing with the pandemic this year, a lot of it is mindset, right? If you if you automatically go negative, you automatically, you know, surrender mentally. You know, and that, that's one of that, the things that I yeah. tell them. You know, yeah. if if you go in thinking you're going to die, you're going to die. You know, it's kind of like a ball game. Okay, let's go in it. You know, we're going to go in here and we're going to win this game. You know, and that's the mindset you got to keep because I tell them all the time. You go in thinking you're going to die, you're going to die. Hands down. Fight when you even don't want to fight. You have to so, fight on a daily basis. Okay. So, what, so, so what was the initial diagnosis like for you? Did you have something? I mean, we've been hearing stories on the program about, you know, women who may have found a lump. They may have felt like something wasn't quite right. What, what was the process like for you leading up to the diagnosis? Well, I had a breast reduction. I used to have very, very large breasts. After I had a breast reduction, I had some lumps um, afterwards. And they kept saying that they were fat composites. But me knowing my body fit well with me, um, I had actually five mammograms um, before I had an actual biopsy, in which for me to have a biopsy, and let me tell you how God works. I changed insurance. I haven't gone to my doctor for 10 years. When I changed my insurance, he wouldn't see me anymore because he did not take the insurance. My new doctor I went to him that day, and I told him, I said, this lump is getting bigger in my breast. And I said, it's just not sitting well with me. I don't feel like it's fat composite. That same day, he sent me down to imaging. When they did the ultrasound, they saw a mass around it. So he said, I don't want you to get alarmed. He said, but, you know, we're going to do a biopsy, you know, just to rule everything out. You know, he said, I do see a mass around it. So when they did the biopsy, Two days later, came back three days later, and it was positive. And they called me in. Then it was a stage one. When I talked to my doctor a week later, I decided to have a double mastectomy. Three weeks later, when I had my double mastectomy, and they took out my lymph node, which was 12 of them, all of them was cancerous also. So I went from a stage one to a stage three in less than two months' time. So listen to your mind when you feel like something is not right and you know your body. 
you know, my doctor before that dropped me, he kept saying, there was nothing to worry about. But I knew in my heart that it was something to worry about. I felt it. God was showing me. So even though you have a doctor, even your doctor don't know your body better than yourself. You live in it every day. Even with your medicines and stuff, if you know that that medicine is making you sicker than helping you, call your doctor. Look, this medicine is not right for me. It's making me sicker than what I was before I started taking it. Come in so we discuss something else. It's not right for me. You know your body, whether he's your doctor or not. Speak up about it. Because he has degrees, it doesn't matter. They make mistakes too. And I went through that a lot during my journey of breast cancer. You know, from pain pills, heart medicine, fluid pills, I mean, just all kind of stuff. No. And if you don't want to take certain things because they want you to take them, you don't have to do that either. Now, you need to take your, your chemo pill and stuff. But all this depression medicine and stuff, you don't have to take that. I didn't take it. I told them all I needed was Jesus, and I already had him. Yeah. That's all you, that's all you need. He's going to give you everything you need to get through what you need to get through. Well, I know it's a lot. Okay. He brought me to it. He's going to bring me through it. And that's what he did. And, yes, you're going to have a lot of dark days. You're going to have a lot of trying times. Because on one side, it's that angel sitting there, and the other side, that devil sitting on the hole. Just don't want to kill yourself. He ain't going to live no way. But the devil is a lie. I went through congestive heart failure. When I walked in the hospital, my heart was beating 5%. The first seven days, I didn't know I was in the world. But my mindset, even when I came to, <laughs> people didn't know. You wouldn't have even known that I was in ICU. I need to get out of this bed. No, Miss Huck. No, you're... I was Miss Huck's bed. I don't want to lay in this bed. You got to get up. Whatever they tell you you can't do, your mind will tell you can do it. Right. I'm supposed to have an oxygen machine everywhere I go. I never, I have never taken it one day. I'm supposed to sleep with it. I don't sleep with it because I was not going to handicap my life like that. No, I'm going to bounce back. I'm going to work and I'm going to fight and I'm going to push forward, and my life is going to be somewhat of normalcy. Right. You know, your mind can handicap your body. When I had a total knee replacement, they told me I was going to be walking with a limp. You're going to have to walk with a cane. The devil is a lie. You're not going to be able to wear heels anymore. The devil is a lie. So what has it been like for you to, to hear from others then about how your attitude um, and not only what you've gone through, but your attitude about what you've gone through has inspired them. What has that been like for you? They tell me a lot that to them, in which that's what I try to be to everybody. And not just, you know, with breast cancer, just in general. You know, if I can't bring some kind of joy or peace to you, I mean, I just feel like that is just one of my callings, you know, to just help people, to make them feel better to make them love themselves more. Ain't nobody love you better than you love yourself. And the thing about it, you know, my breast was cut off. I was a, a heavy-chested diva. So, you know, you, you go through things. You know, you have to adjust. 
without living with something that you love. I love my breath. But, you know, am I going to love my breath more than I love my life? No. You know, you just kind of have to weigh your options. You know, are you going to live the rest of your life, your best life, with what you have left? Are you going to focus on what you have left? What you have left, you can make better than what it was before. You know, when you go through turmoil or go through some kind of sickness, it teaches you how to prioritize things in life. A lot of things that you thought that you couldn't do without, when you go through things, it teaches you that a lot of materialistic things and stuff, that stuff don't even matter. When I was taking off work, I was working two full-time jobs. I was making $80,000 a year, and I had five houses that I was cleaning on a regular basis. So with that being said, in two months' time, I didn't have nothing, no income coming in or anything. And I'm saying this to say, what's for you is for you. God will provide. And a lot of times, it's in unforeseen ways. But if it's for you, you don't make sure you keep it and get it. You don't have to go out there and work like a slave. What's for you is for you. God going to provide and make sure that you have it. I haven't lost anything. And that's one of the main things that people worry about when they become sick. You actually made a, post, um, you made a post on, uh, on Facebook. I want to read a bit of it. And I, I think it's a great message for our audience as they kind of think about themselves. You wrote... Uh, when it comes to what you went through, uh, you were sharing a bit of your story, uh, and, and you said this, I'll focus and love you today. I don't care where you are in your life because none of us know what tomorrow holds. I didn't know, think, or imagine how I'll be here, and it's all right. I'm still here. Is that kind of the message you want for all individuals who are dealing with not just cancer but any challenging situation to know that yeah. um, th- that they're still here for a reason? Yeah. Yes, I know I'm one of the chosen ones. I'm telling you. A lot of people, what I've been through, oh, no. I know that I'm chosen. I know that I'm favored. I know that I'm blessed. And and without him, (laughs) I would be nothing, nothing. He kept me afloat, you know. I mean, that's, that's, you know, and I, I had great supporters from my community, my church, my family, my friends. It didn't get any better. But you have so many people out there that don't have anybody. One of my nurses, and, and I mean, she, she had breast cancer. I mean, she dealt with it twice. She had two kids, no family. And her children didn't have anything to do with her. So a lot of times, Miss Amy, when she got real sick, if one of her nurses from her job didn't go take care of her, she was by herself. So I'm like, oh, my God. You know, what what mentality would I be in if I didn't have nobody? And it's a lot of them, not just breast cancer, but it's a lot of people that don't have family, don't have the support, don't have nobody that are dealing with things. Such a good point. And I think that's the reminder for all of us as we're kind of looking at where we are today about how we all can be survivors. Again, everyone, Valerie Hux-Kane has been our guest. We've been talking with her not only about uh, her cancer survival story, but also uh, what it is that keeps her going day by day, the role that Faith has been able to play in her life and keeping her moving forward, and how she's been able to inspire others. Um, Ms. Kane, really appreciate you stopping by the program. I appreciate you sharing a bit of your story. How can our audience stay connected with you, though? Facebook. Valerie Hutz came, Instagram, 
Valerie Hooks Kane. You can inbox me. I post my number all the time. Anytime you want to talk or whatever, I can come to you. Need help? I'm available. I love you guys. Thank you for having me. It's been a blessing and a joy as well. We we'll appreciate that, and we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's make it a great one. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.